Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Horror Haven Podcast. I'm Dylan. I'm Sierra. And on this episode, we had our good friend Colin from Barn Show Productions on to talk about our personal ghost stories as well as his, and to talk about the 2009 movie Paranormal Activity. So, I had a lot of fun talking about ghost stories. Sierra. I had a lot of fun taking care of my infant. Yeah, if you uh, listen to the episode, you'll hear... Me there and then me not there. (laughs) Like in the beginning of the episode. And I I addressed it throughout the episode. But it it was fun. Um, Colin's a great dude. and For Dylan, it was fun. (laughs) Colin's a great dude and Barn Show (coughs) fucking kills it. Um, They released a short called Campfire, which is super spooky. But they're working on a bunch of really cool stuff that we can't spoil but it sounds fucking cool so you're gonna want to go give those guys a follow and keep an eye out on what they have working on yeah definitely go support the guys over there because um they work really hard and they really love horror and they they put all of themselves into what they do yeah so with that being said we hope you enjoy the episode or not All right, so let's start. I'm going to start out. Sierra, do you believe in ghosts? Fuck yeah, I do. Absolutely, 100%. <laughs> Colin, do you believe in ghosts? Absolutely not. Wow. <laughs> okay. There's going to so, be a fight today. No, I'm kidding. So yeah. I'm like I'm like right in the middle. Like I've had weird shit happen before that I can't explain, but I can't straight out say, yeah, that was ghosts. Yeah, yeah. And so we we want to start out this episode. We're gonna Dude, be talking nothing about nothing could happen. They'd be like, "That was a fucking ghost." <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I, I want to start out this episode. I, I do want to talk a little bit about like some experiences that I've had. I don't know if you have any any steer. Colin, you said you have some, but I'm curious to hear yours because you're starting out with you don't believe in ghosts. Yeah, I absolutely don't. And I, like I have, uh, so I have a story that didn't happen to me that is creepy as all shit. And is like the best ghost story, um, like situational story. But then I have some shit that I've done um, that's just complete bullshit that should have been scary as all hell. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> so, so what you're saying is everything is it can be explained that it's not a ghost, and you're usually the one making people think that it is a ghost. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, I, I like that because <laughs> we'll take it. Shit, like I, I want everything to be believable, but unfortunately, I've learned that it's really easy to do that, and people are scared of fucking everything if you have the right music behind it. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely, or the loud sound effects, which yeah, yeah, newer sure. newer horror movies love to throw that fucking drum right in there. Yep, as soon as something pops up. Yeah, definitely. So, I'm going to say, so when I was younger, I had things, we lived in an apartment, um, it was like the basement apartment of, like, my dad's uncle, it was really weird, but uh, we lived in this apartment, and I would probably make you live in a basement, too. I had bad dreams every night that I was there, which could just be, you know, I was, like, four years old, but... I'd have weird shit happen, like, I had a bunch of stuffed animals that were up in the windowsill of my room, and Mm -hmm. when I'd wake up in the middle of the night, they would be on my bed, but 
I've asked my mom like in recent years, and she's like, "Yeah, I, I never did that." Yeah, but your dad's an, your dad would do that to fuck with you. Yeah, my that that's the thing is my dad would do that to fuck with me. <laughs> so, not really sure anything when I was younger. So then, like my whole life, I was like, "Yeah, you know, it, it's probably BS. I don't really believe in it too much." We moved into our first apartment, Sierra and I, and she i would go to work and she'd be at the apartment and she'd be like yeah there's some weird stuff that was that's going on and she's like i swear this place is haunted i'm hearing things and i'm like nah you're, you're not hearing anything so when we first moved in we didn't have a refrigerator at first so we had a mini fridge yeah i had my mini fridge and i was laying on the couch and i was watching tv one day and all of a sudden i hear this like clapping noise like hand clapping no like like something fell Oh, yeah. So I'm like, what the hell? So I turn and I look, and all of the magnets that I had on the mini fridge were on the ground. What? But they were, like, two feet away from the mini fridge. So, like, something would have had to knock them off <laughs> the, oh my God. the fridge. So I was like, all right, that's that's pretty creepy, but it, it's probably nothing. So we'd have stuff happen all the time. Like, um, Sierra had this little mirror that belonged to her grandma and we'd randomly find it like throughout the house like on it like it'd be on the chair in our dining room when we got home one day or something like just in weird spots and again thought it was weird but didn't really think anything of it so the weirdest thing that happened was we had this wax melter and it was on top of a mantle and i'm trying i'm going to try to explain this the best i can without like visuals uh-huh. because but so Sierra had this photo stand and it was like this five foot stand and it had pictures all in it and she had it on so that was in the corner and then there was on the opposite side of the room yeah on the opposite side of the room um and then next to that was a bookshelf yeah next to that was a bookshelf that all my movies were on and then next to that was a sliding glass door so we went to go to sleep one night and we turned this wax melter on and the light was shining directly on a picture of Sierra's grandpa from like the 40s or 50s or something mm-hmm. um, in, the, in the photo stand. And I was like, oh, that's pretty creepy. So I was like showing Sierra, like, look, it's shining right on him. And we laughed. We went to bed. So I woke up in the middle of the night. I heard this loud crash. And I was like, what the hell is that? The dog so, was in our room, yeah, so you do- can't blame the dog. Our yeah. dog was our dog was in our room. I woke up, I'm like, what the hell is that? So I'm terrified. I get up and I walk out, and the photo stand had fallen over. The bookshelf was turned the complete opposite direction. And facing the wall. And facing the wall. Well, it was facing like outside the sliding glass door. Like something moved it in like a 180 degree like turn and just was facing the other way and the doors were locked there's nobody in the house i have no fucking idea how this thing turned like how any of that <laughs> happened and that the photo wall i would have been like okay yeah it fell whatever but yeah the, the bookshelf turning completely around, around is yeah. weird was it anywhere near like i mean obviously it's near but like enough so that the photo thing falling could have moved it or was too heavy to be pushed the by photo that. thing fell like straight forward and then the the bookshelf is like to the side of it so where the photo thing fell it wouldn't have interfered it wouldn't have with hit the it, yeah. bookshelf at all and even if it did it probably would have knocked the shelf over it wouldn't, it wouldn't have this thing was turned like perfectly into the other direction yeah 
It was weird. But w- that whole place... That, yeah, living... The experience living there in general was really strange because it was... We... Me and Dylan have been together since we were 14 years old, and um, we moved into this house, and for... How long were we there? Two years? Yeah. For two years, I slept or walk almost every night. Yeah. She hasn't done it since then. Didn't do it before then. But every <laughs> night in this house, she would sleepwalk. And she... The one... So the one night, my brother was over... And we were just hanging out in the living room, and it was late. It was, like, probably 1 in the morning. And she's, we're watching TV, and she starts screaming. And I was like, what the hell? And she came running out, and she's like, there's ants in the bed. There's ants in the bed. And I'm like, yeah, I was freaking out. I what guess. the hell do you mean there's ants in the bed? So I turned the light on, and there's nothing in the bed. Holy shit. And I was like, what the hell? So then she laid down and went back to sleep. Didn't remember any of it the next morning. And then uh, there's the one night you saw, you thought you saw, like, a lady. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, that I remember. I woke up, like, was Dan, Dan was over, right? You were in... No, I was, we were just, just us. I was in the living room watching TV, though. Well, okay, so I was sleeping. I, I work really early, so I always go to bed pretty early in the morning, or at night, and uh, I was sleeping, and I woke up, and I, well, I heard a girl whispering in my room, a, oh, not a girl, it wasn't a young girl, it was a woman, but I woke up, and I swear to God, I saw some, I saw a woman at the end of my bed, and, um... Yeah, I was really freaked out by that one. Yeah. yeah but I was like, oh, I was probably dreaming. But then a couple days later, Dylan had a weird experience. So I it's, I don't know. That that whole house is really fucking... Like, I liked living there, but it was weird. Yeah, I had an experience. This is the last one I'll talk Because <laughs> other than like living there, like since we've moved to North Carolina, I haven't had any experiences whatsoever. It's just been normal living, I guess. But Our lights flicker. <laughs> I think that's bad wiring. I, <laughs> um, I, I kind of hope it's a ghost because I don't want my house to burn down. I had a I had a time. Um, so our bedroom in that apartment was attached to the kitchen, and the way it was was like the kitchen, and then the door, and then the bed was against the wall, like furthest away from the door. Uh-huh. So I woke up one morning and I heard crying. And I heard someone saying, like, no, no, no. And it, it sounded like a woman. And um, so I, I woke up, but I was facing the wall, so I couldn't see. And it was coming from the kitchen area. And we had two cats, and the cats were on my bed. And they were, like, in between me and the wall. And they were looking over me like they were looking at something in the kitchen and, like, freaking out. But I couldn't move. Like, I couldn't turn around. And it could have been, like, a sleep paralysis thing, but I've never had that before. Yeah. And I haven't had it since, so I don't know. But I, like, I couldn't move, and I couldn't turn around, and I just heard crying behind me and somebody saying, like, no, 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 over and over again. And it just, like, terrified the holy hell out of me. Um, We asked, because we rented the place from my mom's now ex-boyfriend and... um, we asked him what it was before if he knew anything about it because it was in this like small community and he said it used to be a drug rehabilitation place so they would have like recovering drug addicts living in each of the like little apartment condo building thing like they were like kind of bungalows i guess but they were like the size of a house like a normal house but he said they would have like recovering addicts in each one but he's like all the time that he lived there, he never experienced anything. So, shit. Yeah. So, those are our stories. 
that's pretty <laughs> trippy. That's a fucking weird place. <laughs> but so I'm I'm curious now. I want to hear your story. Okay. All right. So yeah, like I I absolutely uh, just don't buy into the, to anything, and like I I want to. And don't get me wrong, I absolutely yeah love to because everyone has someone that they've lost or for whatever reason it, it's not well it's, it's comforting to think that there may be an afterlife you know you're not just gone but i don't know maybe it's nihilism i guess <laughs> i just i don't know i don't man <laughs> and so like this uh most recently we did this um like ghost hunting exp- expedition where mm. it, started, it was like a ghost tour in galveston texas and um, we went with um, there's like a big rock radio station in Houston, and we went with one of their DJs. She invited us to come along and and film, like you know, document it. And so it was, I think it was Hotel Galvez. I can't remember the name of the place, but it was it's supposed to be like one of the most haunted places in the state. Mm-hmm. And it's this big ass empty house, right? And so like where everybody's walking around, we go through the whole t- tour. And at that house, everybody was like, man, this is insanely creepy. Like, oh, my God, I feel such weird energy. And, like, oh, did you feel that? Like, there's, like, a brush of wind. And, and we were fucking outside. It was, it was the wind. You know? <laughs> um, but we, we continued on to the tour, and it was, like, two hours. And then so around, I think it was around midnight. It may not have been that late. I can't remember now. But it was, it was late at night. We finished the tour, and I'm the whole time. I knew, like, okay, we got to go back to this fucking place, you know? Uh, so I, I'm, like, trying to convince them along the way. And uh, this whole tour group, they're like, no, I'm too scared. Like, I don't want to go back. And then I got one dude to be like, yeah, I'll, I'll go. And I was like, fuck yeah. Started chipping away at everybody. And he's all, you know, so we got everybody to go back. Or not the whole tour, but a lot of people. Um, the fucking DJ who I was there to, you know, that was the subject. So she wanted to go. And I was like, fuck yeah. Um, so we go back and granted it's creepy as shit. I'll give you that. Like it's an abandoned house, you know, it's, it's three stories. It's huge and old as fuck. It's real creepy. Um, but we're, and there's a big, like this weird demonic, like goat head on the back door. What the like hell? A, yeah. Like the logo of some club or some shit that was there, um, a long time ago. Right. But it's, it's real, real unsettling. Um, and there's broken glass everywhere. Like, it's perfect, perfect set for a movie, right? So we go there, and everybody's talking about the energy and bullshit that they're feeling. And um, I was like, well, I want in this fucking thing. And the tour guide said, well, there's allegedly, like, a crawl space that you can go through and, like, under the house and pop up through the floor. And I was like, let's go, you guys. And they're all like, no, we're not fucking crawling through there. And so me and this other dude, I was like, fuck it you know like i'll go unlock the door so we crawl all underneath this like haunted house and everybody was like don't do it you know like you're gonna I don't know, anger the spirits of some shit and i'm like i mean i'm gonna end the bitch you'll get a go <laughs> so we crawled all underneath it never found a crawl space and finally this guy was able to come from the outside scale like this wall kind of like it had a guardrail and climb up onto the balcony and he got into the window and he filmed a bunch of shit and um but yeah, it was um, like it, it made for cool footage because all those people were freaked out. But nothing happened. Everybody was like, "Oh no, I definitely feel something." I'm afraid I'm gonna take something home with me. And uh, I mean, I was dirty from crawling underneath the house, but that's all. It's like. <laughs> so that was my um, 
like that really solidified my skepticism, I suppose. I won't say complete it's it's mostly complete disbelief, but I'm optimistically skeptic, I guess, because I would really like to think, you know, there's something else. Um yeah, but aside from that, the two stories that I do have from people I really trust, one being my father and one being my mother. And so well, I'll start with my dad's, right? Mm-hmm. So there is this place in East Texas called the Braglite. Um, that's what it's like locally known as. It's called uh, it's in Saratoga, Texas, and it's called the Saratoga Light. And you can look it up. It's like a really famous like ghost hunting type place, right? So it's this long stretch of dirt road. Um, it's mostly uninhabited. There are a few locals that live way the fuck out. But you walk down the road at night, and there will be a light. It starts shining, like um, just a, fun, a single light, and it'll get like brighter and closer to you as the longer you stand there, until it gets like right on you, and then it just goes out. And uh, this isn't even the fucking ghost story. Yeah, this is just where, where this is happening. But like, this is um, this is an actual place, and like I used to go out there in high school, and you know, just because it was a cool thing to do. Um, so anyway. Uh, that that's kind of like the legend or whatever, and uh, apparently the whole place is it's supposed to be haunted, you know, like the land and all this, the whole area. So again, like when everybody's young, you make a trip out to Sarah to check out the Bragg Light, and my dad and his brother and a buddy of, of theirs, I think is the way the story went. So they go out one night, and Saratoga was an old railroad town, so there was like a train depot there people would stop and you know like back in the day it was a pretty busy area now it's just like run down backwards so they went out there and the old depot is still there it's all busted up and collapsed in on itself and just like you know it's it's piece of shit right so he said they go out there one night and the depot was like perfect like brand new and he's like holy shit did they rebuild the depot are they doing stuff out here and nobody knew of course so He's like, well, fuck, let's, let's see what's going on. And they pull up, and he said that he could see people, like, in the, the side of the yard kind of area, and then around that. And so they get out and walk around, and they're not, like, walking up on the people yet. They're, but he's like, man, there was a shitload of people they could see. It was like a big party. Like, all these people had, like, drinks in their hands, and there was, like, fucking bright, like, kind of, like, floodlights on, things like that. He said, so they start going out to uh, to look around, and um, none of the people were moving, like, at all. I was like, what the fuck? He said that not a single person was drinking from their drink. They all had something in the glasses, but they were all completely still, like they were mannequins. And um, their clothing wasn't, like, dated or anything like that. Um, it was, like, current for the whatever era, you know, I guess it was... Right. Probably the 70s that he was telling me this was when he was a teenager, so something like that. Hmm. And um, or no, he was like 20 something. I think he's in his early 20s. So whenever, um, anyway, he said that they were all they had drinks. Everybody was like dressed appropriately. They were having a party, but no one was moving and no one was making a sound. So of course they were like insanely freaked out. And uh, and I could say like, oh, dad, you're just bullshitting me, trying to tell me a ghost story. But separately, they've all told me the same story. Um, without the other person being there and coaching them, you know, they all have the right. same account. Um, so they said they made their way through the 
I think out back, and there was like um, a clearing or so of some sort where it was like basically the crowd had a big like a round opening in the center, and they pushed through to that, and there was a a brand new like what was it um, a Camaro I think he said mm-hmm. like a super tricked out. Like, um, like I can't remember what color it was, but a brightly colored, you know, like a badass Camaro. And they're like, what, what the fuck is going on? And I, I want to say, I, I'm wanting to say that there was, beyond that, there was a helicopter. And I honestly can't remember if I made the helicopter up because for the longest time that we were developing this to be like a campfire episode. Yeah. Oh my God, Josh! I got this thing from my childhood. I remember hearing about, and so we started working on it. And but I know for sure the Camaro was my dad because I excluded that from the episode. But the helicopter was so may, that may or may not be in there. But the the fucking Camaro and all the people are is exactly the way he told me. Um, but yeah, so that's freaky enough. He said they got the fuck out of there. They would touch the people. They wouldn't respond to them. They didn't move. They didn't do anything. So they just fucking bailed. The next morning, they wanted to drive back out there and see what was going on. So they drive back. The people are gone. The Camaro is gone. There are no lights. And the depot is in the same demolished, ransacked, aged condition that it had always been. What the hell? (laughs) Right? (laughs) I got chills. It's so crazy. Like I've had him tell me that story a hundred times and never changes a single thing. See, that's the thing It sucks is, like, you get good stories like that, and you're like, you know, maybe there is something. And then you get garbage, like, ghost adventures on fucking whatever channel that's on, and you get like, hey, there's definitely a demon here. Yeah. (laughs) So, it's really hard, but... Dude, I've tried to go over that with him, too, to to be rational about it and, and find out why. There's no fucking explanation... Yeah, I mean, there's really... You can't update a building and then demolish it again Yeah, overnight. <laughs> One of my... The uncle that went with him, his brother, is a preacher. And I was like, all right, well, he's not going to bullshit me. Yeah. <laughs> he's not going to And he's like, that's exactly how it happened. It's like, oh my gosh. We have, um, in our hometown, we have... I, I was just telling somebody about this the other day, too. There's a... Uh, there's this like old like historic area with like some shops and stuff and um if you drive through there there's been a few times where i have it's not i don't think it's every night but if you drive through there every once in a while at like two three in the morning there's these people walking down the road and they're dressed in like victorian outfits oh shit and they're just they're just walking down the road like well like on the sidewalk on the side but it's just the creepiest fucking thing to drive through there and you just like pass these people and it's always like in the middle of the night, so I don't know if it's just some weird ass people trying to scare people or if it's fucking. <laughs> I I don't know. Yeah, that's nuts, man. Creepy. <laughs> but I I think the the recurring thing with all this ghost stuff is, I mean, and we talked about it a little bit before we started recording with all these like Bigfoot shows and everything. Is that you have all these people that just try and try and get all this video evidence or audio evidence and it's just never anything that's definitive yeah yeah 
It's never something where you can look and just see clear as day a person standing there. But then you have all these accounts and people that are telling what happened and they're like, oh, every single night I see this person standing there like as clear as you and me standing here. Yeah. So it's really weird. It, I, it's so easy to be skeptical, but it's so easy to like want to believe it. Oh, dude, I'm 100% Fox Mulder in that shit. Like, I want to, but <laughs> give me something, you know? Like, I, yeah, I, I think the closest thing that I would say that I have to, like, believing in something like that is uh, we have a good friend of ours. She was actually a teacher's aide at the school we went to, but she she doesn't work there anymore. She ended up moving away and stuff, but she does, um like, medium readings. And uh, so she can, like communicate with people that have passed on and stuff and i have always been 100 percent. this is not legit like no nobody can do that um sierra ended up doing like a photo shoot for them a lot like probably about five or six years ago now and in return they're like oh well we'll do like readings for you so she did a reading f- for me and i had never Sierra had known her from school and stuff. I never really talked to her in school. I knew nothing about this lady. She knew nothing about me. And she was describing, like, a dog that I had when I was, like, four years old. Uh-huh. And um, she knew stuff, like, she knew, like, personal things that I never told Sierra. I never told anybody. Like, stuff about my mom that my mom had told me and nobody else knew about. She knew, like, right away. Wow. And, like, people I was related to, she could, like, just that had passed on that she said were coming through. Like, she could describe them, like, to a T. And it's just... That... That just added to me, like, wanting to believe more because it, it just blew my mind. And I had told my mom about it afterwards, thinking that she was going to be like, oh, that's bullshit. And I told her, like, the stuff that had been brought up about her, and she's like, I never told anybody that. Like... <laughs> That's so, heavy. It, it's heavy stuff for sure. Uh, but, have, you, have you heard of uh, Adam Ellis and the um, what was the fucking kid's name? I don't know the little boy that was hunting his his room. It was just like Twitter thread or his apartment. No. All right, so um, I'm trying to send you guys this, but if you um, if you Google. Let me see what I, I googled. I just found it. it looks like a random search because I couldn't remember what it was. Um, give me a second. I'll, I'll tell you because this is a really interesting one. So I googled Twitter guy ghost boy, and that's the first result. Okay, because I googled Adam Ellis and it came up uh, British speedway rider. No, not that one. <laughs> uh, so Adam Ellis, his tweet on August seventh of twenty seventeen. So, so my apartment is currently being haunted by the ghost of a dead child, and he's trying to kill me. It's a thread. And so he goes on and on to talk about it. He drew, did a drawing of the boy. And so apparently this he was seeing this little boy over and over, and the kid was getting closer and closer. And if you see the drawing, if you find it... Um, I have seen this. Yeah, dude, the kid's head's, like, all caved in, and that's yeah. that's really freaky because it's just the way he describes it. Um, but now he also has, like, a million followers, and he was an artist to begin with, so I don't know, you know? <laughs> Maybe the guy got lucky. That's the thing. There's so many people that will... Especially with the internet now, because there's so many stories on the internet. And I've heard stories before that people are like, oh, this is true, and I've 
I've sat and I've listened to them and I'm like, this is fucking insane. And then I'll look into it and it's like, oh, this is just a creepypasta. Yeah. That's yeah. written by like this person and they actually made it into a novel and sold this many copies. And I'm like, ah, oh, God damn it. Yeah. But I feel like especially with like technology and the internet and stuff, it's so easy to just fake that stuff. And that goes beyond that to, you know, photographs and video images or video and everything. You have such an opportunity to fake something that you can't really tell what's real and what's fake at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, like, at the, uh, the the haunting ghost tour or whatever that we were doing, one of the tour guides, and granted, he was a fabulous tour guide. He's really engaging and really uh, charismatic. But one of his big things at different locations was, like, at certain ones, you would see these orbs. Mm-hmm. It was like these certain, you see a blue orb here, or here you see a green orb. And I noticed that more people with iPhones saw the orbs than people with Androids, you know? And uh, so, like, they were, oh, my God, oh, my God. And one guy, like, like looked at me and, like, caught on that I just wasn't buying the bullshit. He's like, so what did they uh, – he's like, look, here's my orb. What am I really looking at here? I was like, well, you see – and I showed him, like, if you followed – the, if you tracked the phone, no matter where you turned it, at, at within a certain degree – um, the orb was always in the same place on his screen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, if you move it around, it just stayed. And he's like, well, son of a bitch. And I was like, yeah, it's it's the light refracting a certain way on this particular type of lens, and that's that's your ghost, you know? Yeah. But people are so susceptible to suggestion that nobody thinks about shit like that, you know, if you don't work with cameras. Um, so, yeah, if you say you see ghost orbs, you see fucking ghost orbs. It's, it's fun, but... Well, I think it, it actually it's a good segue to like go get into the movie because um, the movie we're covering today is Paranormal Activity and when this movie came out it was a similar effect to what the Blair Witch Project had done yeah where the marketing had made it so that this was a real story so I remember the movie had come out and. I would ar- I would get into arguments with kids in my high school because they would be like, yeah, it's like actual footage, like it, it's actually real, and I'm like, it's not, it's it's fake, <laughs> and <laughs> I uh, I saw it, I ended up going to see it in theaters, and I watching the whole movie, I'm like, yeah, I I could kind of see where you know, a lot of this stuff could be believable, like evidence to a point when I mean you get to a point in the movie where you're like, okay, yeah, this is just yeah, BS. But, I, I mean, there are certain things, and it's the same. I think that uh, the Blair Witch Project did a, a much better job because not once in that movie do they show you anything on the camera that you can be like, okay, well, that's not something that could be real. Yeah. You, you don't see a witch in the woods. You don't see any fucking demon children you don't see anything and it leaves it up to your imagination to is this something that actually happened were these people being fucked with by somebody else in the woods like what what exactly happened where paranormal activity you have all these occurrences going on and it starts off very small and it's stuff that you'll see on you know ghost hunters or any show that you watch or things that you might even say like oh i heard a knocking downstairs at my house one day so you know maybe it's something similar to that but then you get 
really into the plot and you're like all right it, there's no way that this this could have happened especially the ending which we'll get into but let me pull up my uh, cheat sheet here so paranormal activity the estimated budget was fifteen thousand dollars I've seen anything from seven thousand to ten thousand to fifteen thousand um, it ended up grossing 193 million yeah. worldwide. You can thank that movie for the new Halloween movies we're gonna be getting in the next couple of years. Oh my God! So, I, I, yeah, I, I want to get into the sequels a little bit too. Not too much because I'm sure we'll probably cover them in the future. But it, it yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. Um, so, just some facts on the movie. Uh, it was filmed in ten days. It was a screener of the movie was given to Steven Spielberg who claimed that it was so terrifying that he couldn't finish the movie and he had to turn it off he watched it the next day and he's actually the reason the ending of the movie was changed because he suggested a different ending so they gave the shitty jump scare with the demon face at the end of the movie <laughs> Um, you can watch the original endings online. I'm gonna do that. I don't think I knew that. I knew yeah. Spielberg, I knew he got a screener and was freaked out, but I didn't know the original ending was changed. Yeah, so, um, I, I mean, I guess I, I can talk about it since we brought it up, but the, so there's two other endings that were filmed. There were three, there were four total that were planned. One of them didn't get filmed. Um, there's the ending that we have where... Mika gets thrown into the camera and, you know, Katie jumps in to the camera and her face gets distorted. There's another one which, to my understanding, was the original ending of the movie where Katie comes back upstairs after killing Mika and she sits in front of the bed and she just rocks back and forth and it time lapses through like a couple days. And it'll stop randomly and you'll have like, she'll get a phone call and a message like, hey, I haven't heard from you guys, stuff like that. And then the, sitting there the whole time. Yeah, just wow. sitting there rocking back and forth. And then uh, the police show up eventually and she comes out of her trance and she gets up and she's like, Mika, Mika, where's Mika? And the police shoot her. Shit. And then they hear the door slam behind them. And they turn around, they're like, what was that? Where did that come from? And then that's the end of the movie. Oh. Um, that, in my opinion, is much better ending <laughs> than what we got. Um, there's another one also that was filmed. I don't know what the intentions were with this ending, but Katie, after killing Mika, comes upstairs, and she walks in front of the camera, and she takes the knife, and she cuts her throat in front of the camera. So that one was filmed. There's another one that wasn't filmed where I I think if I remember right from reading it, Katie like attacks Mika and she like bashes his head in with the video camera. Oh shit. But they said that that would have been too hard to film and it probably would have been too gruesome for them to show, so they didn't end up doing anything with it. Um, the actors weren't given any scripts. They were given guidelines on how to behave or what to discuss in their scenes. 
That's, um, that's one of the most impressive things to me. Yeah. I I agree. I mean, I, I think for it being a low-budget movie, the acting was great. I didn't have any complaints with the acting. There were a couple lines that were kind of off. I think Katie and Mika's characters were good. Yeah. Um, the, the only acting hiccup that I saw was when the priest showed up at the end and he comes in and he's like, oh, I'm ge- I, it's getting mad at me just being here. And just, yeah. <laughs> so, uh... Yeah, honestly, like, I mean, I know it was needed for the plot, but I could have probably done without the priest altogether. Like, I felt like these were engaging enough characters that I would want to spend more time with the two of them. Yeah, absolutely. Um... Katie Featherston and Mika Sloat were reportedly only paid $500 each for their performances. Um, due to the success of the movie, they were supposed to renegotiate to get more money. And I know that Katie had reappeared in the sequel, so I'm sure... Oh yeah, she got paid, I bet. <laughs> she got paid, yeah, because I couldn't imagine them saying, Nah, we can't do any more than 500 and then her willingly come back for... Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm uh, actually letting these alternate endings play right now. Yeah, the, the police the one is... The police one's definitely my favorite of all the ones that were filmed. But I think regardless... It, see, that that's the thing with... I feel like the biggest issue found footage movies have is coming up with an ending. Yeah. I don't think I've ever watched a found footage movie where I was completely satisfied with the ending of the movie. Um, I can't think. What about VHS, the first first VHS, like that anthology? VHS, I, okay, yeah, I do like the VHS movie. I like the second one the best. second one was pretty solid, too. Was there more past two? There was one called VHS Viral, and it was absolutely horrible. Oh, yeah. I refuse to watch that. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, I don't, don't even waste your time. I did really like As Above, So Below, too. I don't know that I've seen that. Yeah, oh, dude, it's on Netflix. It's definitely worth checking out. Okay. Um, but, yeah, oh, so... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, you're good. The Taking of Deborah Logan. Is that... That's not yeah. a found footage, but it's certainly, like... Documentary style. style. Yeah, that was Love that was that. definitely good too. But it, I feel like it's it's got to be hard coming up with an ending for a found footage movie because if you kill your characters, that's that's where your filming's coming from. Yeah. So that that automatically has to be the end of your movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. It, it's hard to put a bow on something if everybody's fucking dead, you know, and you still need. 10 minutes or 20 minutes or whatever of screen time. We actually, on the, the our new project I was talking about, it was going to be not found footage, but it was going to be completely documentary style um, at first, just because mm. I knew we could do that quickly. But we ran across the same type of things. Like, well, shit, if everybody's dead, who's filming this? And I was like, well, I don't want to, I'd rather just make like a cool movie. And so that's the way we went. Yeah. yeah. I, I definitely see the benefits of making a found footage movie, but it. Yeah, I feel like with budget for budget for budget reasons, it's it's probably the easiest way to go. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I feel like if you have somebody, because I mean, I I've talked to you a little bit about it too. I, you know, I've wanted to make a movie, 
but the issue is finding people that are knowledgeable on filmmaking. Yeah. Which around here, there's really not that many people. But, um, I mean, if you have, like, a select people, like, select people that you have to work with, I feel like having an actor that's behind a camera doing found footage, they're going to be more comfortable than being on camera. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, getting into this movie a little bit, um, Mika and Katie are a couple, they move in together and weird things start happening in their house. Katie said, tells Mika that this stuff happened to her when she was a kid and her house burned down and it's happened to her from time to time growing up. And she kind of just says, yeah, you know, you gotta live with it. So Mika decides to investigate it a little bit more and it kind of backfires. Yeah, it doesn't go the way they want. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Katie throughout the movie tells Mika to stop but it's really weird because she'll tell him like stop 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 but then she'll be kind of curious about it and look into it more yeah like that's her natural inclination you know it had it was fucking with her when she was younger so she of course wants to know what it is but probably knows she shouldn't probe it too much you know yeah see so I have a couple issues with this movie um the first one is what kind of what we touched on a little bit. Trying to sell a believable plotline, but they added so much stuff in that made it less believable. Yeah. So, um, Katie finding the picture of when she was a kid in the attic that was burnt up, but she's like, oh, how did that get in there? That, there's no way that picture doesn't even exist right there is a little off um them looking into like the exorcisms because the name was spelled out on the ouija board stuff like that it kind of took it took me out of it yeah sort of forced a bit yeah and i i don't know if they did that to make it creepier or if they had ideas for sequels already so that was their way of setting up for a franchise um the sequels are another complaint that I have. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, every one of them. No, um, I don't remember them too much. I know the second one was boring as shit. All, the only thing I remember is it kept showing a pool vacuum. Yeah. And I, I watched like an hour and a half of a pool vacuum. <laughs> yeah, I just watched that one, like, uh, I think it's been a couple weeks ago. And I actually, I don't mind the second one too much. Yeah, it is, it's slow as fuck. Yeah. But I really dig that. I think that's a, especially for a huge theatrical release, like in a follow-up to this, like phenomena movie, you know, that was Paranormal Activity, the first one, to come after that and be like, all right, we got this super slow burn movie. I thought that was pretty fucking cool. Like, I think it's a really bold choice. Um, but yeah, I'll give you that the movie. There's a lot of boring shit that in the in the movie, like as a whole. But um, I really liked it. After that, I. Um, I don't know that I care for them so much. I like the story. I totally dig like the story throughout the whole thing. Some of the movies I didn't give a shit about watching, um, like following any backstory that you can figure out. I, yeah. I, I'm a sucker for that shit, man. I love it. That's what. That's what I, I'm gonna keep going back to because I feel like they're similar to talk about. But um, that's what I loved about Blair Witch Project. 
was they let out all these mockumentaries and like yeah fake stories and it just built this whole war around this movie and uh yeah i i i agree with you in that it's interesting as a franchise um but i think that the sequels kind of take away a little bit from katie's character in the first one because the whole movie you feel kind of this like sympathy for her and that's really what a lot of the movie's built on is just like she's terrified and like struggling with dealing with this stuff and then the rest of the movies it's just like oh she's possessed she's evil there's no like coming back from that yeah um I don't know about I know they made one called like the marked ones and they made one of the ghost dimension or something I don't remember a single thing from those movies <laughs> I watched part of the marked ones and I hated it I saw a guy um get possessed and it gave him like superpowers of some sort <laughs> and he picked up a skateboard and did a board slide down like this 20 stair handrail <laughs> and I said what what, what the fuck is that your you're a good skateboarder now? Like, it was so bizarre. Was like, That's right. when you check to make sure you're actually still watching Paranormal Activity. Yeah. So I gave up on that, and then I never watched Ghost Dimension, probably because of that board slide. Yeah. I know that they're talking about, like, making a new one, too, so I'm a little curious on what they do with that, because they, they know that those last two movies were kind of a failure, so I'm curious to see what they do with the future ones. Um, I don't remember the third one being that bad, that was the one on the grandmother's farm, right? Yeah, it took place in, like, the 80s, I think. Yeah. They, they were filming on, like, the old cameras and stuff. That one I didn't mind too much. Um, the second one, though, I, I feel like my biggest problem with the second one, I'm, I totally appreciate slow burn movies, and I understand building anticipation, but there's so many parts in the second one where nothing happens at all yeah that was and a lot it of... i i feel like they could have made it like a short film and it probably would have been more effective and they still could have had that slow build but i remember when we watched it i was like falling asleep and i checked the time and we we're an hour into it and literally nothing had happened yeah <laughs> so it, it's something it's been a while I, I think i watched it when it first came out it's something that i'd probably have to go back to and watch again but the first one I feel like with what they had for a budget is extremely successful and Sierra left she the baby woke up so that's why you haven't heard from her in a while uh, but <laughs> um I heard the baby a second ago yeah uh Sierra always points out when, with stuff like that cause we'll plan it out and we'll be like oh yeah you know we could probably make a movie for next to nothing. And $15,000 sounds like a lot like to me personally. But I know from a filmmaking standpoint, as far as like paying your crew and, you know, having shooting locations, camera equipment, all that, it adds up. Yeah. But so for this movie and how much it ended up making... And really all that they did with it, because it is impressive for what they had. Oh, hell yeah. At the higher end of $15,000 for a budget is extremely impressive. 
Well, it's, it was genius on the director's part, um, Orrin Pelly. So uh, that was his house, I believe. Yep. In the first one, and mostly you had two people, right? Everybody else, like you said, the priest wasn't a great actor. He probably knew that guy and just had him, you know, like come in. Maybe he paid yeah. him. But I doubt he paid him five hundred dollars. Um, everything else is mostly fancy editing tricks and stuff like that. Like I know they had a crew, of course, but it wasn't a big crew. Um, and I've I'm, I'm obsessed with those because like pull it, those effects right like so pulling Katie out of bed and then sliding down the hall because it makes like a 90 degree turn like she pulled out sideways and then dragged through the door I was like holy shit oh my god how they do that with that like with 15 grand yeah but you get smart when you don't have a lot of money you know you like necessity some other invention the so, perfect example of that is i mean look at evil dead the original yeah yeah exactly they, if you look into what they did to come up with the effects that they had in that movie it's some like weird shit that i would never be able to think of on the fly yeah yeah hell yeah man it's a fucking genius i think that's a a real testament to the i don't know to like a true filmmaker is like you know knocking out or just like what using what you have available to you um, the fucking gag on paranormal activity were just like ropes. Just like ropes. And then just yeah. remove, they did a, a clean frame, you know, after that, remove them. It's real simple. Like once I figured it out, I was like, oh shit, that's easy, you know? But it was genius. Yeah. Um, you said, I, I know that I had read this was Oren Pelly's house. And I think I read that he slowly turned it into the movie set over the course of a year. Oh, wow. So he would randomly, like, every week or every so often just like buy more things that he would want to put in for the movie to slowly turn it into a movie set and uh i know that i had read some things like their crew had to wear all black at all times so that the colors of their shirts weren't reflecting on the walls because the walls were white yeah and it really it, it all goes back to working with what you have and making it work and it it's impressive that they catch small stuff like that like oh you know your blue shirt is kind of showing on that wall a little bit somebody might notice a little blue reflection on the white wall we we gotta all wear black yeah what i love about movies like this too is you get things that you notice throughout the movie and you don't know if they're intentional or not um one thing that i noticed a lot when it showed katie and mika sleeping at night Every once in a while, you'd see, like, a shadow of a person walk through the frame. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that was absolutely intentional. Okay, yeah. So, I watching it, I figured it was probably intentional, like, seeing the shadow go through, but it's so subtle uh-huh. that I'm kind of just like, was it intentional or was it somebody walking by? Yeah. A few <laughs> shadows I didn't even notice until I started focusing on the effects and then, like, like breaking a film down, of course, you know, notice more shit, but... I had I just like it was it's really subtle mm-hmm. and like I bet to see that in the theaters for the first time and to notice like a shadow from nothing is oh my god yeah that's so genius again yeah. it was a really fucking simple thing an uh, actual person walked across there and then just a clean plate and then they merged the two and took the person out you know just like a kind of like a slide bar you move simplest fucking thing in the world I would have never probably considered I mean now of course I'm like oh yeah I'm, I'm I, of course I would consider that, but like, 
that's genius to to come up with that bit just out of necessity well it's fun for like rewatch value too because like you said you didn't even notice it until you started paying attention to the effects of the movie yeah yeah hell yeah i i can't remember if i saw if i recognize like realized it in theaters um one thing i want to bring up i think sierra actually brought it up and she was she wanted to talk about it was the movie trailers that they always come out with for these movies where it shows like the audience and they're just screaming screaming and terrified i I really i wonder if they talk these audiences up and tell them like we're gonna put you in a preview so yeah act really scared (laughs) like they have to get confirmation for those people to be in an advertisement without requesting money you know so there's very confirmation i think on a big crowd works um but yeah, you know they have to, like, because those people are losing their shit. And yeah, it's scary, but it's not that scary. <laughs> yeah, I I did jump when I saw it in theaters. I remember I jumped when Mika's body gets thrown into the camera. Yeah, that's a good bit. I, I, I see it in theaters, and I, I regret that, because that would have been fun. Yeah, I, I saw it. <laughs> so the reason I saw it in theaters, it's kind of a funny story, is um, we took Sierra's cousin who was like six years old at the time maybe we were all gonna go to see a christmas carol the animated movie with like jim carrey and it was like me sierra her sister her sister's boyfriend and her little cousin well her little cousin got mad because she thought it was a girl's day and so she's like she's telling us she's like you're not coming to the theaters with us so me and sierra's sister's boyfriend were like well i guess we're gonna go see paranormal activity then (laughs) so i had no plans to see this movie in theaters (laughs) i had no interest and i and the argument just got worse after that going back because i i think i was a senior in high school when this came out i don't remember what year it was but I, I going back to school and I'm just telling like everybody like I watched the movie it, it wasn't fucking real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but sure. Dude, I so my experience watching it was when it first came to DVD, right? I guess maybe Redbox at the time it was 2008, 2009. Mm-hmm. So it was probably something like that. I know it was rented like a physical copy. Um, and so we were three people like it was me my girlfriend at the time and our buddy um actually birch who was the birch and camper the big monster guy anyway oh, shit. Uh, okay we were all three watching it and i was on the couch like lying down the two of them were sitting like side by side on the living room floor and like i guess they were kind of apart from each other you know like just how you would casually sit down maybe and the reason i mentioned that is because i just fell asleep and i wake up to them screaming and like kind of huddled together like scared shitless and I'm like what the fuck is going on is like somebody breaking into the house like the back door was open you know and I was like what's going on man like dude this what is it the Ouija board that caught on fire right yeah. nobody was in the room or something like oh it's fucking caught on fire I'm like so what <laughs> like <laughs> the context it wasn't scary I woke up and there was just something burning on a screen I was like I don't give a shit like what is scary about this but I will admit skeptic or not the next morning um, I watched it by myself alone at the house and got a little creeped out because it's yeah cool. it's one of those movies where I would recommend watching it by yourself if you haven't um, the same thing happened we saw the strangers in theaters oh, and we literally we laughed the entire movie and the whole yeah. audience was like laughing the whole movie and then I watched it like a few years later and I was home alone and we lived up in New York we lived back in the woods like the middle of nowhere 
and I watched this movie and I was home alone and I was fucking terrified. I locked every door window in my house. <laughs> That's great. And it, it, it definitely it's one it's a this is a movie that I would recommend watching alone just because those knocks and those sounds and everything it, it just creeps you out more. Yeah. If you're especially if you're home alone and you hear something in your house like a knock or something and you yeah, it just <sighs> but yeah, man, it's, it's, a, it's a heavy feeling. Um, so Oh, go ahead. No, you're good. I, I, was, I was just going to mention that for whatever reason, the one that weirds me out the most, like I don't get scared a lot at movies anymore. Um, I, I Jump scares will occasionally get me. Usually I can see them coming. There have been a few that still have gotten me, though. You know, like, I don't know. Like, I, I'm not just like boasting about being like unafraid it's just like i've seen too many fucking movies you know i know yeah, what's gonna absolutely. happen um but halloween 2 like the original halloween 2 in the hospital mm-hmm. i don't know what it is but that still like so that i watched it one time i was already like well into my 20s and i watched it home alone it was in the middle of the maybe the evening so right dusk maybe um but anyway, I got so fucking creeped out. Like, I don't know what it is, you know, because I had seen the movie plenty before that, too. But just something about that particular situation, like maybe it was because it was quiet in the house or you know, I was completely alone. I'm, I'm not sure. I was on the woods, though, like you were talking about. Um, and I got so fucking creeped out that I did the same thing. I was like looking around. I just checked my house, you know, and like, I don't know why. But since then, that movie really weirds me out. <laughs> and I don't know what the fuck... I don't know why. Because it's not <laughs> particularly scary, you know? Like, Halloween 2 is not, but, but, like, it really weirds me out, and I don't know why. Yeah, I think that that's part of the reason that I love The Blair Witch Project so much, is that I had the same experience. Like, I watched it alone one night in the middle of the woods, like... <laughs> It, it just adds to the creepiness. I think if I would have watched it in the middle of the day with a bunch of people, I probably wouldn't appreciate it as much Yeah, as, as I do. Dude, I, but, I, I didn't realize till right now, but I had like a, a... Maybe that's why the whole paranormal activity thing, waking up to that, like, because I was really freaked out when they were all screaming and like, you know. But watching Blair Witch for the first time, it was almost the exact same situation. Like, at paranormal we were in austin and like in the city and we lived at this you know like urban area but watching blair witch we lived out in the country when we were kids um i don't know i was young when that came out like i don't know 13 maybe or something like that yeah can't remember i was young though and anyway my it was my brother and i who's three years younger than me and our friend and uh we were all watching it and i fell asleep now our bedroom door like we had an exterior door that opened up to the outside and it opened up to this big like hill right and like a pond bank and just like forest and it was, it was in Arkansas we lived there for a few years when I was a kid and um, like it was creepy shit just opened the door at night you know um, so we were watching Blair Witch and I fell asleep and these motherfuckers decided to wake me up when the movie's over by freaking out screaming and just like going ape shit and I woke up like what the fuck is going on and like the credits are rolling on the movie and they're screaming like believably scared to death and then they open the door and like run outside and I was like what the fuck is going on I was so <laughs> out 
And then, uh, then they just came back in and like sat down like nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, God. that's good time. All right, I, I I thought I was gonna have a lot more to talk about with paranormal activity, but I'm kind of just we're kind of just getting off topic, which which is fine. But let's wrap it up. What would you rate this movie out of a ten? Paranormal activity. Um, let's see. Whoa. I would say it's a. I would. S- I, it's hard for me to do it without taking into account its cultural impact, right? Yeah. So I would say an eight. Okay. I think that's fair. I, see it. I agree with you, but it's also hard for me to separate them from the sequels. So. <laughs> yeah, that's. I didn't think about that. Um, I think if I'm looking at it as a standalone movie, the impact is great. It got people talking, which is awesome. Um, like I said, like I had so many arguments with people that it it wasn't real. And I think when a movie has that effect, it, like you said, the the impact that it's had is amazing. I mean, this movie we didn't really brush on it too much, but it it blew up. It's yeah. huge, and it it started this whole craze of found footage movies and all these knockoff paranormal activity movies and it, it, it was huge and it it does have some stance there because it shows that there's some substance to the movie if it made that big of an impact um i think that it's impressive for the budget that they had and like you said like the small things that they did they got creative with and it just added to the movie being creepy the shadows walking by the rope tricks, the blanket flying away, just the small things, it, it was impressive. Um, the, like I said before, I did have complaints. Um, I don't think that the whole backstory with the demon and everything really needed to be addressed. I would have preferred if it was just a haunting and them documenting the haunting and it just gets progressively worse and worse. But, I mean, that's the vision that they had for the movie, that's what they went with. And that's the thing is that this wasn't something where there were... I mean, S- Steven Spielberg had them change the ending, but that was just a suggestion. But this is something where these people had free range to do what they wanted to do. Yeah. And I I respect them for that. Um, well, you made so an interesting I, point, too, though, when you said, were they planning on doing sequels at the time and making this, like, kind of universe? Um, because, I mean... So Orrin Pelly was like one and done. Like that guy's island hopping now. He just travels. He doesn't direct and do shit. As far as I know. Yeah. No, uh, he directed. Um, I think he's directing one upcoming movie. But he, this was the only movie that he directed. He's produced the sequels, and I think he wrote the sequels. Oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah. Awesome. Um, anything that I see of him, like social media wise, it's just him like constantly <laughs> on vacation. I'm yeah. like, that's fucking genius, because you know he made bank off that movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But to mention, he had to have some foresight, because some of that shit is really specific. He couldn't have possibly known it was going to blow up the way it did. Like, yeah. you don't know that. That's just a fluke. But um, he had to have considered something to put those really specific things in about, you know, like the, the girls. and I don't know. Or maybe not. Maybe it's a complete coincidence. Who knows? Yeah, I mean... It, it I almost wonder too it could be that he had it planned it could be that he just 
grasped at certain things that they had in the movie because I mean the whole sequel is about Katie's sister yeah who she talks about in the movie and she comes to visit a couple times but you could say oh let's just make the sequel and make it about Katie's sister because she had the same upbringing but there are some very specific things like the house burning down when she was eight and everything and it's exactly what they came out and I think if I remember right these sequels came out pretty rapidly after this movie came out Oh, yeah, they fucking banged them out, man. They yeah. fucking milked it. <laughs> so, I, I, it's something that if I were to meet them... I know that um, Katie and Mika, they're going to be at a convention near us, but we're not able to make it. But it's something... I would love to meet them and just, like, pick their brain on the small questions that we have for this movie. Cause yeah. I, I feel like it'd be a really interesting conversation. But, uh I'm rambling now. I, I think, with all those things said, I, I do enjoy this first movie. Um, I don't think it's amazing, but I think it's effective in being creepy, and it's impressive for what they had. And I, I respect the hell out of them for having this idea and, you know, making it happen. Especially, I mean, like I said, Warren Pelly was, like, fixing his house up to make the, this movie set for a year for them to film a movie for 10 days yeah that's, like that's that's a lot of dedication yeah <laughs> so um i i think i'd probably give this movie a seven okay that's that's respectable yeah I, it's probably my favorite of the franchise but i'd have to re i mean i don't I, for some reason i remember three being really good it was cool but, and that, like it was so three, I feel, was definitely the more horror movie of all of them. Well, like I said, I haven't seen that weird d- dimension one or whatever fifth. What yeah. is it? Ghost it, dimension. Yeah. So I haven't watched that, and I don't imagine it's really great. You know, just uh, yeah. I, I've I've heard not good things, and I I don't I don't know if I've watched it. I know I watched the marked ones, and it was the dumbest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was it was pretty terrible. Um, but I did like the third one. I, I thought it was cool. I, I would like to revisit that and see, um, because I do remember it being like, because it was like this whole cult vibe, and that is by far my favorite thing to do. I have this trilogy of Absolutely. films I want to make if we ever get money, because like it's the coolest thing to me. Because there's so many like layers you can like fucking dive into with cult. Dude, and, cults um, are cults are my shit. Like that's the creepiest shit that you could put in a, a movie. Um, I don't know. Have you ever watched? Have you watched the first season of True Detective? Oh, hell yeah, yeah, dude. Dude, that shit like that, like Deep South and cults. That's like, oh, that's, yeah, that's exactly what this thing is. I've been working on, but yeah, that whole—they don't even necessarily mention a cult, but just the idea that there's this clandestine organization, you know, this fucking cabal somewhere, like making weird things happen like that, like all that. Well, I guess in that, I guess they kind of did. They had the tape, you know, and showed the, like the. Like the people, weren't they all wearing masks in True Detective when they found that tape with the little kid yeah. getting raped? Yeah, I forgot about that. But yeah, the, even the implication of fucking cults is like creepy to hear. Absolutely. But yeah, I, I remember it had a cult aspect. I remember the end of the fourth one was like really weird though, because it was just like thousands of people came out of nowhere and rushed at the camera. <laughs> Um, the fourth one? What was the fourth one? Was that marked ones, or was there another one? I'm forgetting. Yeah, there was another one, and it had, um... Katie was in it, and she had this, like, little boy. 
and oh, it was like shit. the girl's the girl's neighbor or some shit. Yes. <laughs> and the girl like babysat Katie's son or something like that. Dude, I forgot all about that. Yeah, Mark, <laughs> the fifth one, then the ghost dimension, and then seven is coming up. Son of a bitch, dude! Now I'm gonna have to like spend some time watching these fucking movies. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do want to go back and watch them and see. I, I don't remember much about him. The first one's the one. The first one's the only one that really stuck with me, and I can remember thoroughly like yeah. everything that happens in it. But yeah, in here. Well, the second one because I watched that recently. But did I? I dug the second one. The more I think about it, like it, there was a lot of, a lot of downtime. And I think it was just for the story aspect. Yeah. Right. Like the continuation of this universe and like. I thought it was really fucking cool how like the sister's responsible for all the events or the 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 dad of that what it, it was it wasn't the sister it was a, her husband right that like passed the curse on or some shit. No, oh, dude, I don't remember. Like I said, it's been so long since I I think I watched it when it first came out. Yeah. So I I'd like to revisit them and watch them and see if they're as bad as I remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. But um, that being said, where can people find you? Us? Yeah. Um, Barnes, so it's Barnes Show Productions. We got Facebook, um, Instagram, Twitter, all social media. Um, just check out at Barnes Show Productions. We're there. You guys got some good stuff coming up. I won't spoil yeah, anything. Yeah, we got some cool shit. Um, can't really give anything away yet because it's still up in the air. But uh, yeah. yeah, hopefully this winter, so like next spring... You should be getting something kind of cool from Barch Show. And people can find your podcast too, where you have some good interviews. Yeah, I'm really bad at plugging my shit, man. I'm just excited. Oh. I'm just really excited to talk to somebody about movies. Like, this has been awesome to me just to ramble on movies. <laughs> but uh, I'm sure it made for a horrible fucking guest. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, dude, you're good. It, it, it was fun. We'll have to have you on. I feel bad Sierra's been downstairs this whole time. That's yeah, a bummer. I was but, for, um, I mean, you, you have an open invitation whenever you want to come on the show. I mean, you're oh, more yeah, than welcome to come on that. whenever because we, it's what we like to do. We like to bullshit horror movies with people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds good. But, um, um, yeah, I'll plug all your stuff in the, the description for this episode. And I encourage everyone to check it out. Thank you. Definitely appreciate that. <laughs> um, if you want to find us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Horror Haven Podcasts, on Twitter at Horror underscore Haven. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave us a review, subscribe, do all that fun stuff. And we're on Spotify now. I always forget to plug that one. But you can check us out on Spotify. And we appreciate you guys listening. So have a good night. Good night. Oh, oh, good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs>